It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. Streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I didn't expect to, but I wrote a Jason Garrett article this morning because Jason Garrett emerged as a finalist for the Stanford head coaching job. And I thought that it would be a fun article to write, you know, kind of a where he's at right now. And I thought that was a fun one. So you can check it out over at adcsports.com. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's talk about the heavyweight matchup that is awaiting us this Sunday night. Not, not Sunday night, excuse me, this Sunday noon, because it is a noon game. However, it's a fun one. I know that the game might not be that close. The betting spread suggests that it will be at least a two-touchdown game. Heck, at least a two-touchdown plus a field goal game. However, there is one heavyweight matchup that I cannot wait to see. And I am talking about Micah Parsons going up against Laramie Tunsil and head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, no, excuse me. Why, why did I type Todd Bowles in that graphic? It's Lowey Smith of the Houston Texans. I'm sorry. He said, I think that Micah Parsons' best position is where they have been playing him most lately, and that is on the edge or wherever across the line. And in other words, you know, Lobby Smith talked a lot about Micah Parsons. He talked about it starting with him. If you're facing the Dallas Cowboys defense, it starts with protecting none other than number 11. It starts with that. It ends with that. And you need to make sure that you have number 11 blocked up. And it turns out that when he starts talking about where they're playing him, he kind of insists that, you know, the Cowboys should keep playing Micah Parsons where they have been. And I'm not saying that Todd uh, Lobby Smith is trying to convince the Cowboys to keep playing Micah against left tackles. But I'm assuming that if I was Lobby Smith, I would want the Cowboys to keep him lining up against left tackles. Why? Because the Texans do have Laramie Tunsil, who still might be one of the best left tackles in the NFL. And right now, he has the lowest responsibility percentage for each of the Houston Texans allowed pressures at 5.7. That is the best mark in the entire NFL. In other words, he is protecting, whether it's Davis Mills, whether it's Kyle Allen, and on Sunday, it is looking like it will be Mills back at quarterback. Micah Parsons going up against Laramie Tunsil will be a fun one. Now... Micah Parsons has already faced Andrew Thomas, who has been one of the best left tackles 
in terms of pass protection this season. He bit Andrew Thomas. He got some pressures in. He got two sacks off of Thomas, one of which you might argue that was a more of a coverage sack more than anything else. But still, two sacks for Micah off of Andrew Thomas. And now you're getting none other than Larry Mitonsil, an even better offensive tackle going up potentially against Micah. And I said, and I say potentially because Micah can move around. So this will be a chess kind of discussion for Dan Quinn. Where does he want Micah to play? Does he want him lining up against the left tackle? Or will he have him over on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, which could be definitely a option for the Dallas Cowboys. He could have him going against the right tackle. He could be switching it up as the Cowboys do all season long, have done all season long. But I'm excited about that heavyweight showdown. I think that it will be the most fun part of this game. The main event, if you will, of the Cowboys-Texans game. My question from me to you is, yes or no, is Micah Parsons getting a multi-sack performance on Sunday? He's had many of those this season, so you can never rule that out. Yes or no, is Micah Parsons getting a multi-sack performance on Sunday? Let me know in the chat. Let me read some of your comments here before we move on, though. Uh, Mr. Will Toxic says, <laughs> if we lose this game, it will be like the U.S. hockey team beating the USSR excuse me, in the 1980 Olympics. A miracle on ice, says uh, Mr. Will Toxic. Six to Midnight says no, he won't. Uh, I'll say no, says Mr. Will Toxic. Gregory goes with yes. Lumen goes with no. It's tough. It's getting tough for Micah because, you know, he is the priority for any team that faces him. So getting a multi-sack game, never easy, even less so when you are on the radar for opponents, of opponents. So I will say yes, though. I'm feeling good about Micah's chances on Sunday. Davis Mills, top 10 quarterback in the NFL in sack rate. When I say top 10, I mean he has the 10th highest sack rate in the NFL. So you could say it's actually bottom 10 the other way around. But Davis Mills gets sacked. He accepts sacks. Remember that uh, sacks in a large you know, a large part of sacks are a quarterback's responsibility, even more so than they are offensive line responsibilities sometimes. And I think that Micah will be moved around by Dan Quinn. He usually does that. So I don't rule that out at all. Bruce says, yes. Carlos says, uh, Micah will be all over the line, rotating around both sides to keep the offense guessing. It will be so much fun. Multi-sack day for Micah. There you go. It's, it, it will be fun. It will be fun. Now, I know that it is not expected to be a close game, but Mike McCarthy had a very good message to the Cowboys team earlier this week when he told them it is hard enough to get a win in the NFL. It is hard to win in this league. So don't, don't bite into the cheese is what Mike McCarthy said. You know what? Don't buy into that hype. Don't believe that you are an 18-point favorite because you, you could get in, in a situation in which you simply don't get to the game fully prepared. 
And that is a thing that the Cowboys definitely need to avoid. My question from me to you is, which Dallas Cowboys player are you the most excited to watch on Sunday when the Cowboys play the Houston Texans? Which player are you trying to figure out something about, or maybe you are excited about his matchup? Who are you watching on Sunday? Let me know in the chat. My answer, my number one answer, and it is an obvious one. And, you know, I'll separate it from the Micah Parsons conversation because otherwise it would probably be Micah just because he would be going against Larry Mitansil in some of these plays. But I will go with, obviously, Kelvin Joseph. I think, as we talked about earlier in the week, and this graphic is actually from earlier in the week, I think that Joseph has the job at cornerback right now. It is his job to lose, replacing Anthony Brown. I want to see how he does. We've talked about it at length this week. We've talked about the idea of us believing that Kelvin Joseph is a bust, but more than anything, be, that being based off of the fact that we have not seen him play that much, rather than the fact that we have, see, we have seen him play bad football. I don't think that we've seen him play consistently at all. So how does he look like now that he has an opportunity to start an NFL game? Kelvin Joseph will be going up against some quality receivers too on this one. Nico Collins, a sneaky good receiver, I would say for the Houston Texans, lines up primarily outside. He just had a great game last Sunday. So be in the lookout for that. Nico Collins making a name for himself. And then, of course, Brandon Cooks. And I was reading some Texans blocks because I always do that. I always like to go behind enemy lines and learn about the opposing team, you know, to, to give you quality analysis and all of that. The Texans fans are done, man. Like, they are... They are desperate. I saw more of the Sean Watson articles in some Texans blogs than I did about the actual team. But some of the guys that are getting love, uh, one of them definitely, Nico Collins. So Kelvin Joseph will be challenged. Don't think that he won't. And I know that Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, there isn't supposed to be a big difference between the two of them. I think that Mills is better than Allen significantly. So at least the Texans might be getting a better a better player at quarterback. Joseph is definitely one of mine. Let's see some of your comments here, though. Let's see here. Uh, don't say it, Mo, says Miserable Toxic. I did. I think that I did, uh, Miserable Toxic. I'm sorry. Bosman, says Tariq, also with a Kelvin Joseph answer. Let's see. Uh, Kelvin also for six to midnight. Guru though goes with Tony Pollard. That is his guy to watch. Carlos Hernandez also goes with Pollard. Lumen going with Sar Sergeant Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Could he have a good game against the Texans? My fantasy football league could definitely use a strong game for from number eighty six. Gregory with an interesting one. Michael Gallup. I like it. Who else can we get here in the chat? Uh, six to midnight says, is James Washington set to take some snaps this game? It is not confirmed. He has not been activated to the actual roster. Some reports indicate 
that that could be the expectation, though, heading into Sunday. And I agree. If James Washington ends up playing, then we're watching him very closely. We are watching him uh, in, sense, in the sense of how many plays is he getting? How many snaps? Where is he lining up? And what kind of routes is he being trusted with? Is it just vertical stuff? Or are we seeing a complete robust route tree for James Washington, who will be wearing number 83, if I'm not mistaken, when the, when the game starts, if he is indeed called up to the game day roster to play on Sunday. James Washington could be definitely uh, a big answer as well if he is called up. Other players for me, uh, you know, all eyes are on, on Kelvin Joseph, as the, as the graphic says. I'm very interested in seeing Tyler Smith. This is a game in which the Cowboys could get several reps at left guard for, for Tyler, especially as they ramp up uh, Tyron Smith. He will not be playing on Sunday. He will be a long shot for that. But I'm still assuming that Tyler is getting reps at left guard with Jason Peters rotating at left tackle in several spots there, at least until the game is in the back. Once it is in the back, I could see Tyler Smith playing the entire second half at left guard. I want to see how he looks on that front. Uh, the Texans have actually a decent defensive line. They are above uh, around average in pressure rate in the league. However, they don't blitz very often. So the pressure that they are getting, the, the, the pressure that they are getting is being created by four defensive linemen. They don't blitz a lot. So Malik Collins, former Dallas Cowboys, is in there. He is second in the team, in the Texans, with 23 quarterback pressures. That could be a fun matchup for Tyler Smith. But more than anything, uh, the defensive ends are also generating pressure. You've got Jerry Hughes with 43 pressures for himself. Okoronko maybe doesn't have a lot of stats, but still has been doing a good job for the Texans. The Texans defense is actually kind of decent. And for them, decent might not mean uh, top 15, top 10, but they're not 32nd in the NFL like, the, like their offense is in terms of DVOA and overall efficiency. Guru says, Lovey Smith loves some Tampa too. It ne uh, never blitzes heavy. Yeah, and the, and the blitz rate confirms that. And yeah, indeed, Lovey Smith plays a lot of Tampa too. So this might be one of the games that even though you know that you're facing a team that is beneath you, because if we're being fair, the Cowboys are in another tier than the Texans, but they might not still, uh, they might not allow a lot of explosives because they're playing you with two high safeties with the mic running that deep coverage over the middle of the field. So let's be ready for that. Let's be ready for a patient approach by the Cowboys offense as well. Mr. Will Toxic says, I want Dallas to score triple digits. Might we have an alignment touchdown, says Carlos Hernandez. Carlos is saying, if there is one game in which we will see alignment touchdown, this will be it. That's, that's Carlos' take right there. I would love that. Guru says, will defensive end Tack McKinley or wide receiver Anthony, uh, Anthony Callaway ever be elevated to the active roster? Or they need more practice. I think they will earn a role. Uh, I don't know about Callaway. I think that McKinley will get some looks, especially after the Cowboys waved Basham 
earlier in the year. He ended up signing with the Houston Texans, by the way. Now, uh, Tennessee Titans, shout out to Lumen. Lumen got uh, Basham, by the way. Shout out to Lumen. Jason Renfro, hope that you and your family get healthier moving forward. Uh, I wish you luck. I wish you the best. And, you know, our thoughts are with you. Sending good vibes your way. Now, other players that I'm looking forward to watching on this game would be, honestly, and I know that this will sound super mainstream, but give me Dak Prescott. I want to see Dak get into a better rhythm. Since his return, he has led the Cowboys to one of the most efficient offenses in the league, actually the third most efficient offense in the NFL. I want to see that trend continue, but I want to see the team kind of, I don't want to say find a rhythm necessarily, because as I'm showing you, they're the third offense in EPA per play since his return. But what I don't want specifically is to see those spots during the game in which his accuracy has looked a little bit shaky. And I'm talking about very specific plays, so I'm not talking about Prescott being an inaccurate passer or anything like that, because throughout his career, he has shown us that he is pretty accurate. But I just want to see a better rhythm overall for the team. I, I don't want to see the Cowboys put themselves in a position that they shouldn't be in. I will give you an example. You had no business being down uh, against the Indianapolis Colts in any point of the game. You had no business being 21-19 and in the third quarter, even if you blew up afterwards and made it a 54-point game for you. I don't want to see that, that slow start by the Cowboys. I don't want to see them shoot themselves in the foot. And I'm sure that all of you guys agree with me. The Cowboys are a more dangerous rival to the Cowboys than the Texans themselves. Guru says, hey, Guru puts it in a very good game, in a very good way. He says, will we relax up and play down to the Texans losing level and escape thin with a barely scary win? I honestly don't think so. Like, I know we love to call easy looking games trap games. But I think it would be actually kind of illegal to, to call the one win Houston Texans a trap rival. I don't think they're that. That doesn't mean that the Cowboys cannot lose to the Texans in any possible universe. It means that they shouldn't. A trap game, in my opinion, is a game that has one matchup going for the underdog that can flip the game script on its head rather than it is, uh, you know, the fact that in the NFL, the any given Sunday motto applies always. Carlos says, Mo, do you think that the Cowboys rough starts? are due to TV ratings just to avoid the networks changing to different games. I can tell you with 100% confidence that that is not the case. The NFL is a very tough place to try to, to, try to pull some shenanigans like that. Uh, the Cowboys are not making the games closer intentionally just to, just to avoid networks changing to different games. So no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Let's see. Guru says, what can be done to fix our slow starts? Hurry up offense at start of games. Maybe a little bit more of a risk management thing, I would say. Some of these slow starts have come when the Cowboys are being, you know, willing to take the deep shot, to be in second and two, second and 
entry and being willing to, you know what, screw it. Let's take a deep shot because we can move the chains afterwards. And Dak Prescott maybe being a little bit more, you know, calm and collected at the beginning of games. Because I've seen some spots like the Packers game and Mike McCarthy even talked about this after the fact in which Dak's footwork seems a little bit too quick at the beginning of games and it takes him a drive to settle down maybe sometimes. Now, these ideas come from very small sample sizes and you guys know that I love Dak Prescott. I think that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So this is not hate on number four. This is just what I think has happened in some of these spots in which the Cowboys have started slow. But it happens to even Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and a lot of top-tier quarterbacks start games this way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with all that being said, the Cowboys are 18, let me say that again, 18-point favorites against the Houston Texans. The over-under is set at 44. As you can see, this is a very tough game to bet. For the season, we are 10-2 and two betting Cowboys games. And that means taking either a side in the betting spread and a over-under. The only rule is that the payout needs to be minus 110. That means it needs to be a quote-unquote even bet. I cannot go with something that is very likely to happen or something that is very unlikely to happen. I need to go with a even odds bet here. That being said, do you think, yes or no, if you had to take a, a spread, which side of the spread would you take? Do you think the Cowboys win by more than 18 points? Or do you think that the final score is a little bit closer. Let me know. Who would you take, Cowboys or Texans, trying to be as objective as, as possible? Because although when the game starts, I'm rooting for the Cowboys tirelessly, passionately, here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, the objective of betting the Cowboys is to reach an objective bet. We're trying to get a win. We're 10-2 for the season. We are on a on a great run that I don't think that will repeat itself the next year or the year after that. Are you taking Cowboys minus 18 or Texans minus 18? If the, if the one objective is to be right, let me know in the chat, Cowboys or Texans, 18 point betting spread. What do you think about it? And while you do that, and before I tell you my one bet of the week, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because a ride of the week is a 2023 Mazda CX-9 Touring All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $40,495. It's got an all-wheel drive feature, third row sitting, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is an insane game changer, sunroof, the safety of side impact airbags, and a, and a miles per gallon capacity of 21. You are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway, make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once more, that is freemanmazda.net. Go check it out. That being said, some of you are already dropping 
Some of you are already dropping the, the scores. I love that. Bruce says, blowout city, population Houston. <laughs> Jake Ferguson becoming a human highlight reel, says Guru. I don't think that we were used to yards after the catch from tight ends. And Ferguson is giving you that. 30 to 10, says Bruce. Inez Gomez says uh, 50 to 3. 38 to 17. Let's see here. 34 to 14. Book it, says Guru. JP, this is, a, this is an interesting comment. He says, I have a true physical comparison for Parsons. If Bo Jackson was an inch taller and added 30 pounds of muscle, then you have Michael Parsons. Interesting. You know, as someone who has obsessed with Bo Jackson since he was a, a child, I like that comparison. I love Bo, Bo Jackson uh, ever since I can remember. That's one of my favorite athletes of all time. Now, this is a tough one, ladies and gentlemen. Last weekend, I took the under. That didn't go well for me. We were 10 and 2 for the season, so I want to I wanna keep the streak going. I know that I have to fight some regression to get to where I want to be in the segment of betting the Cowboys, which is the one that we do every Thursday. I, wanna, I want you to know something. I want you to know something. The Texans have a decent defense. They are top 12 in third down conversion percentage allowed. They are like top 10 within the red zone. They're like 18 in DBOA in defense, which is not great, but it's also not like 32nd in the NFL or something like that. Their offense is broken, though. Davis Mills and his offense are not a threat at all. Maybe not even for a backdoor cover when the game gets tough in the fourth quarter. However... The look-ahead betting spread for this one was eight points. The Cowboys were expected to be eight points one to two weeks ago, and now they're favorites by 18. This is not a sports-backed bet that I'm making. It's just a market behavior kind of bet that I'm making here. And I won't root for it. I promise you that I won't root for this bet. I won't even make it, I think. But my pick for betting the Cowboys, as I promised you from week one, we will stay objective and do uh, picks even against the Cowboys. I think that I'm taking the 18 points for the Texans. I promise you, I won't support it. I won't back it. But that is the pick. That is my Shot at the at the dark for this game. Texans plus 18. Give me the ultimate backdoor cover. When the Cowboys played the Vikings and they won 40 to 3, the Cowboys took the starters out in the third quarter. The Vikings were not able to do anything with that. The Texans will not bench Davis Mills, though, if they are in that situation, because they're not fighting for anything. They will just keep doing their thing. And maybe if the Cowboys are winning by 17 most of the game or even 20, and then they score a touchdown at the end of the game, give me that backdoor cover. I just think that it's too many points. That being said, though, my final score of this game is 30 to 13, which are 17 points. 
And that is just my way of saying, I don't think that the Texans have a legit shot at winning this ball game. I just think that 18 points is a great equalizer. And I think that it will be a, a betting spread that the Texans might just cover. 70% of the bets for, from the public are on the Cowboys, according to Action Network. I just think that Vegas found the right number and they set it for this game. I'm playing the numbers, not the teams. Texans plus 18, but I think that the Cowboys win this one handedly. In the one more prediction segment, give me two interceptions by Davis Mills and give me Tony Pollard going off for 120 total yards from scrimmage. Let's see here. Uh, KJ is just the guy to allow it back there. Cover to It's just miserable toxic. And a miserable toxic, I won't believe you. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I won't lie to you. But I thought about that too. 24-22, says Lumen. Uh, the idea that the Texans will hold the Cowboys to 30 is hilarious, says Michael Clark. Hey, it, hey, it might be, it might be. You know, making score predictions week to week, Michael, believe me, tougher than, tougher than it looks like. Uh, the score prediction is always kind of a way to, to give you my kind of script or type of game. It is never my intention to actually hit the scoreboard because there is no possible way that you can do that. So I respect that comment for sure. You know, KJ is going to give up a few big plays at six to midnight. KJ couldn't cover a wide receiver laying on their backs as Mr. Real Toxic. I just know that all of our eyes will be on KJ. And I know that he might impress us. He might really impress us, man. 28 to 13 says corporate liaison. Cowboys will get three picks versus Texans quarterback Mills. Book it, says Guru. Lumen says turnovers will be key. Yeah, if if you're betting the Cowboys, if you're if you're laying the 18 points, you are betting on the Cowboys getting turnovers. I do think that the Texans might try to make this clock bleed. They do have some guys. I mean, they have Damon Pierce. He has been a, a productive running back this season. They might try to, to make the, the clock bleed as much as they can and try to limit the Cowboys' explosive plays and just live in a world in which they can drag it out as much as possible and maybe bet on a miracle to occur. That being said, I think that the Cowboys look dominant on Sunday. I don't think that this is a trap game. I think that this is a very bad football team going up against one of the best teams in the NFL. Excuse me, because I do think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. And for this weekend, I will see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central, hopefully to discuss a Cowboys win. Enjoy your weekend. I don't think that we'll be getting a lot of news regarding the OBJ drama. So, don't expect that to happen over the next few days, maybe. It is a very quiet storyline right now, and it might just stay that way. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Miserable Toxic says, go Army, beat Navy. I think that I am taking Army in that game. That is one of my favorite games of the year, always. Give me some triple option. I love triple option. It is kind of my biggest nerd day of the, of the entire year. Just kind of geeking out over 
over triple option football on my TV. Give me that. Hope that you guys enjoyed that game as well. Katarina, thank you for joining the show over at Facebook. Ines as well. Lumen, Guru. Every one of you guys that tuned into tonight's show, whether you commented or not, I appreciate you. Hit the like button though. Hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. As always, remember to check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at premiummas.net. Hit the like button. I will see you on Sunday. Nos vemos. Adios. Disfruten Army Navy. Tengan un buen fin de semana. Bye bye.